Hey guys, good morning. Uh, welcome to another episode of Coffee with Mirko. Uh, this morning, just uh, about to brew some coffee um, while we go live. And uh, we're gonna be joined by uh, a very special guest this morning. It's an unusual time for us here, but uh, we are really blessed to be joined by Andrea Allen, uh, the USA 2020 Barista Champion and also the co-founder of Onyx Coffee. So get yourself a cup of coffee as I am. I'm just gonna be right back. Wet in my pepper filter. Get this AeroPress on the go and then we're gonna chat with Andrea. And I hope that my Pronunciation is correct because I don't know how to pronounce it. Andrea, Andrea, uh, it's, it's, it's tricky, but we'll, we'll ask her. So I hope that you'll be able to join us today because um, there's a lot of there's a lot of strong women coming up in this industry, and uh, I'm so happy, and I really hope that lots of uh, ladies and girls join the show today so that we'll be able to uh, discuss those matters as well so i'm currently brewing a natural mexican coffee from the boys at gridlock here in melbourne and uh yeah first cup for the day so let us know what you're drinking as usual uh feel free to send through uh, any questions you got and uh, we're happy to answer them especially at the end of it we'll do a little Q&A session and we'll keep it nice and nice and relaxed as usual um, and yeah we are nearly ready to go I'm just gonna pin down here a message ask questions to Andrea uh, Q and uh, we might get them through uh, as well later on. Here we go, we'll pin the comments. And uh, welcome everyone. Let's say hi to a few people. Greatest Shop, Isaac, Zetex, Anna, Anya, Angel, Barberi, Marbel. Hi everyone. I hope, you, hope you're doing well. Hope all of you are doing well. Um, gonna be much better after this. And uh, we'll very very excited to have Andrea on I think I've actually had Onyx coffee here in Melbourne before uh, there's a cafe that supplies international coffee roasters on a rotation basis and uh, yeah I had that coffee so I feel very privileged that I'll be able to talk and meet uh, the person uh, uh, behind the, that, that, that coffee so here she is Andrea bear with me I'll plunge this baby in uh, 40 seconds or so and then uh, uh, we'll move on to the table and uh, and we'll, we'll start talking you uh, you and I will have a good chat and hopefully you got coffee as well uh, waiting with you it's um, I like the idea of having a coffee together with all of you guys it is coffee with Mirko after all and uh, hey Emperor Artan Jason How's everyone doing? Hope you're safe, hope your family are well, and um, yeah, let's plunge. 
I like a little bit slower. Some people like it faster. I like it this way. But um, I'm actually skipping a little bit the process. Um, I usually wait a little bit longer, uh, but I'm really keen to talk to Andrea. Um, also because she's a busy, busy, busy person. So I don't want to take away too much of her time. Instagram gives her 60 minutes and she got a lot on her hands. So um, I'll try to at least speed up the process of my coffee brewing as much as I can. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in again. We got a beautiful, beautiful episode up. So coffee's ready. I'll send the request to Andrea so that we can get the ball rolling. And uh, yeah, please stick around so you can get to ask her all the questions that you would like. Hello. Good. Hi. Good afternoon. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's always, it's always weird, but yeah, good, good morning. Uh, good afternoon for you and good morning for me. Uh, first things first, how, how, how are you doing? you, your family, and all your Onyx Coffee family with this pandemic? Thanks for asking. Our family's doing well. We're all healthy. We we're in an area that's not heavily hit, at least at this point. And so health-wise, everyone's doing well. Um, like everyone, our business is operating under, you know, weird circumstances and things like that. But overall, we're doing well, and I'm super grateful for that. Thank you. That's that's great to hear. I think it's a uh, it's the number one focus. It's very easy to get to get caught up into uh, you know complaining about the, the smaller things. But as long as uh, uh, as long as health is there, especially for us and our loved ones, is number one. I mean, your mother. I don't need to say that. <laughs> but I assume that things were good because you accepted to come on on today. So thank you for. For joining us, um, I'm, I'm very, very happy to meet. Uh, this this has given me the chance to meet a lot of people that I've been looking up to, a lot of people in this beautiful industry, um, getting connected and staying stronger together. Give a little bit of a relief time for people watching and uh, a chance for us to meet. Uh, I mean, you're all the way in uh, Arkansas. And yeah. before we get started, Andrea is is good. It's so close, Andrea. Andrea, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I, try, I try my best. <laughs> Good, great. <laughs> um, so for everyone watching who will watch, uh, rewatch the live, because uh, maybe a different time, um, tell us how you started your coffee journey. Yeah. So I started working in coffee when I was 18 at a shop here in Arkansas, and I kind of just worked there for several years, started managing and ended up getting the opportunity to buy some of those shops that I was managing. And I did that with my husband in 2009. Um, we rebranded to Onyx in 2012. And that's just briefly how, how we got started. So. Yeah. And it's actually, it's actually crazy about had some of your coffee about a year ago here in Melbourne. Uh, maybe a year and a half because there's a couple of shops that provide uh, uh, roasters, especially coffee roasters from overseas. And uh, 
Yeah, it was it was delicious, and um, awesome. I, I hope to drink more. Um, yeah. So basically, you started Onyx with John. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, in Arkansas, which I'm not super familiar with geography, but uh, how challenging was for you and John to introduce a new concept of coffee, I suppose, in, in, in that area? Yeah, it was pretty challenging to start with. We were the first essentially higher end specialty cafe in this area. And so there was like tons of education going on as far as like having our customers come in and asking like, what is, what is this pour over? What does natural process mean? You know, at the time, not very many coffees were being referred to by producers names or regions or things like that. So people, we had tons of questions people were asking and we did a lot of education in terms of just lots of free cuppings where we would gather up, you know, half dozen people, 12 people and cup your coffees and just talk about why does this coffee taste like it does. Um, so there was a, there was a pretty big learning curve, I would say for our, for our customers around here in the beginning. And eventually you turned it, you turned that around uh, and uh, the community started open up. I'm, I'm assuming that, that, that kind of the way unfolded. Yeah. Um, so yeah. how, how, how important was, I, I'm just trying to picture in my head, but um, even though we've just been talking for a couple of minutes, I'm assuming that obviously your personality and John's personality was, you know, and your staff were also, a good, a big component to build the Onyx community around your area because uh, uh, there's a lot of conversation, communication, and you were. Um, it's still a people's business what what we do, no matter how high the grade of the coffee. So, how important was for you to be present in the process? I assume. Yeah, I mean, hugely important. So we're very, very hospitality focused. I mean, I'm a, I'm a very firm believer you can have the world's best coffee, but if you're not serving it well, so much is informed by what we see, what we hear, what we feel. Our experiences are almost exclusively driven by that, most of us, I would say. So for me, it's extremely important. Hospitality is always in the forefront, um, and especially in the, in the beginning. I mean, I worked shifts you know five days a week working with customers working with our staff talking to people and just really seeing over time a big transition in what our clientele was interested in what they what kind of education they had about coffee um and then in our area we benefit really greatly from we have our state university is here um, we have some, several really large businesses that have headquarters here. And so there's a lot of people in and out moving in to live here and work for those places or commuting in and out to work from San Francisco, LA, New York. And so we benefit a lot from having those kinds of people over time in our community and, and being those people really looking for coffee experiences and just, uh, you know, beverage and food experiences in the area. So yeah, that helped. It's great. great to hear. And uh, I think, um, yeah, you did fantastic job. Um, so from, from the cafe to uh, competition, which I read that it's, uh, uh, it's your love and hate 
yeah. relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, obviously, you know, let me say first, congratulations for your most recent win. Thank as far you. as competition goes, I mean, I think the biggest win was probably, uh, uh, you know, be becoming a mother and building a family. That's yeah. number one. So that's <laughs> second congratulations. So, um, and, and we can safely say that was also a big win for the women in coffee. Um, do you Do you sort of feel a sense of pride as well as responsibility uh, to carry on your shoulder uh, representing all the you know female baristas out there yeah i do in a way and i think recently in the last couple of years it's gotten less so but there there have been multiple national competitions where i'm the only female in the finals um in barista competition and and just the nature of that position people start asking me questions like I stand for all women. And I, I really try hard to represent as well, but also not to be the only representation. I mean, it's, it's very, there's so many people, so many people are different that I like never want to stand there and be the voice for women. And so I've been grateful that our, uh, at least our industry in the U S has um, a lot of women participating um, not just in competition, but in uh, higher level coffee jobs and doing a great job at those. And so in like, at least in the last like couple of years, that has been a really welcome uh, thing to happen. And yeah, but it's definitely, there's definitely a lot of people that kind of look to women that compete in the U.S. to lead the industry. And um, it's like a great privilege, really fun, but there's also a lot of pressure in that as well. Yeah. Exactly, because I, I was having a com similar conversation uh, with Caleb, uh, Caleb Cha, and um, mm. he felt the same as far as representing South Korea, because he was one of the first uh, South Korean baristas to break through. And then obviously, thanks to Arnon and Umpol and Joan and all, all these other amazing people that came after him, mm. uh, you know, South Korea was exploded a culture of baristas. So I... I I really appreciate it because I've been in the industry for about 10 years um, and I can only really speak for Australia really, but it's often been a very, I suppose, male industry, a little bit of, you know, dominated, I suppose. So I, I thank people like you or Aga or June and, you know, and uh, who, who really keep pushing uh, more and more uh, women to chase the coffee dream. I think that, uh, it, it's beautiful and uh, you shouldn't feel I know it's hard to say you shouldn't feel pressure but I can understand why there, there, there could be a little bit of pressure um, was that any particular secrets or you know what what did push you to to the win yeah that's a good question I had some really great coffees this year so I used two different coffees the uh, eugenoides from Finca Immaculata in Colombia and the Sarah Ozul Geisha from Columbia as well. And basically the Eugenoides is almost all sweetness. And so I combined that with the Sarah Ozul Geisha, which is really like acidic, tons of flavor. And I put those together to make, uh, to make my espresso. And it was not only super consistent, but the flavor notes were really, really clear, like from shot to shot. And I think for me, that was a huge plus I love 
wild coffees and, you know, wild processes. And that can sometimes yield shots that are like really, really great, but not always consistent from shot to shot. And so this year we were really like, we have to do something really specific and special with the coffee. And I think that was one of definitely one of the things that would put us over the top this year. So. And I'm, and I'm glad that they happened because uh, hopefully if everything goes ahead, you'll obviously be at the WBC, which is which is supposed to be in Melbourne this year. Yeah. So, <laughs> we hopefully <laughs> going to meet all up because I was very excited about, um, you know, meeting all these people as well at WBC. So hopefully that. And, uh, well, there's been, there's been, you know, a couple of people before you winning the WBC. So I hope that you can give it a good shot and... Uh, Thanks. Make it three for sure. Um, I went off, obviously, I do a little bit of research before we, we go live. I don't pretend that I know everyone and everything because that would be absolutely ridiculous. And one of my favorite pictures that I, that I found, because I need the pictures for the posters as well, is um, a picture of you carrying your, uh, your, your, your baby and you're still pouring uh, some milk yeah <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's just I don't know it was one of my I, I didn't put it out of respect obviously but um, being a mother how how difficult because I saw my mom you know like being a mom is it's like two full-time jobs yeah. uh, on top of whatever you do else but how difficult is not only to run a business but also um, practice to compete to, to compete because I've spoke to a lot of people who compete in barista comps and it's like, you don't have a life really. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's that picture that you're talking about. She was sick that day and couldn't go to her school, but it was a pivotal day for us in our timeline. We had to make some decisions on coffees. And so it was like, there, there was no other option. Just take her to work and make the drinks, taste them figure out what we're doing. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's hard. I mean, we, I say, I keep saying we, cause John and I own the business together. We do everything together. And so it's a big commitment for our whole family. I practice for about six months leading up to national competition. So that looks like uh, a couple of days after hours, um, at, at our training lab. And then every Saturday and Sunday, uh, on Saturdays, I usually do seven to eight hours, and then on Sundays, four to five. And so during that time, I sometimes am able to, like, get a, a sitter or a nanny to come help me with, with the kids. And then other times, John keeps them. But it's a definite sacrifice um, of time for our whole family. So it's it's hard. But for me, it's also, like, we are the sole owners of our business. And so competition, I mean – you're not real geographically familiar with Arkansas, as you mentioned earlier, because it's a small state in a large country. And we, we have to really fight for our reputation and for people to take us seriously. And we want to be on the forefront of what's happening in coffee. And so the business supports me, it supports our family. And so we just all agree every year. We're like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to make the sacrifices and, um, it mostly pays off, so 
that's yes, <laughs> absolutely. And I'm glad they did in a in a big way in the sense of obviously winning USA was a a, a huge result. And um, yeah. and I, I do I do see the correlation between competing and as well representing a, a business because um, just yesterday I had a good chat with uh, Rubens Gardelli and uh, you know obviously. He comes from an even smaller reality in terms of specialty coming from Italy. And his 90% of his coffee goes worldwide overseas. Only 10% remains uh, within the borders. Uh, but obviously, winning that gave him, winning the world uh, roasting champion gave him obviously uh, the extra push of, uh, hey, I'm yeah. here. You know, like, you know, I, I'm in Arkansas, but. In Arkansas now, there is the 2020 uh, barista champion, but who's also happened to roast amazing coffee. So, hello, nice to meet you. Come and see us. And I think it's good. I think it's great, for sure. Um, I mean, here you are talking to someone all the way in Australia that knows about your coffee. So, <laughs> I know. that, that puts things in perspective. It's really exciting. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, so... What I what I would like to talk is people rewatch this and uh, and I like them to I like to believe that a lot of them that want to follow through your uh, your advice or or your story or your experience. What what sort of advice do you have for people out there who are chasing their dreams? Because I think in in these times where it's all doomy gloomy, it can get very easy to. I suppose, dwell and, uh, you know, stay under blankets or, you know, whatever season it's in, in there in those countries um, versus, you know, you know, you, you showcase how despite being, you know, super busy, you still managed to to get what, what you wanted to get. Um, so what, what, I guess what, what advice do you have for people out there who are chasing their coffee or non-coffee dreams? Yeah. Well, I have a couple pieces of advice because the world is different and I think will be very different on the other side of this. And one of the things I've thought of a lot during this whole thing is just that the coffee industry itself has so much spirit, so much fire. I just like want to encourage people to think about not what this has taken from us, but what we can still continue to give in this time. So to encourage people to to think about it that way so that we are more in control of what's going on. So you can give friendliness, you can give resources, you could give time if you're able to like pick up groceries for someone or, you know, do something for someone uh, that is not able to do it themselves. You know, I think that's like at least a small encouragement during this time. Um, in terms of business, I think, <laughs> Uh, my husband and I were actually just talking about this the other night. It's much like it was in the beginning. We are having to hustle for every thing that we can do to help, help us make it through this time, help our, uh, help keep our employees together and, and hired and paid. And so there's a lot of hard work that has to go into running a business. And I think if you are out there wanting to follow a dream of being a business owner, like you just need to know, there's lots of hustle involved and a lot of times it pays off, but sometimes it doesn't. So to be persistent and, you know, um, I also think having a good vision is really great. Um, I know 
that part of what has helped us be successful is just having a really strong vision of what we want to be, what kind of coffees we want to buy and roast. And honestly, that vision changes some over time, but really like really chasing after that has helped us immensely get to where we are right now. Yes, absolutely. And, and to that end, I think that the more and more I, I do this, uh, the more and more clear becomes the fact that you also need to have a good, you know, grasp of passion, um, you know, for, for the art, for, for what you're doing. Um, if, you, if you don't love what you do and you're just uh, chasing a quick dollar, uh, yeah. then you, you, lost, you lost even before starting. Um, and, as, and, 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 and I'm not judgmental towards people who chase a dollar because there's a lot of conditioning by society and a lot of conditioning by, you know, different influencers um, uh, around, you know, uh, our friends and circles. So I get that. Um, but ultimately, you know, I've seen, unfortunately, a lot of businesses here going out of business or not doing super well because, they were no a barista or a cafe owner in the first place or a chef or a waiter. Um, they, they, they thought coffee could have been a good idea to, to, to make some money or, you know, their business advisor told them diversify your portfolio. <laughs> so you had um, all sorts of people um, that I had the pleasure to meet and the good people because um, I used to work for a few coffee roasters and went, but I was mostly on the road. Uh, trying to win business. And when I was talking to them and, you know, you know, hospital, I'm, I'm sure in America it's the same. It's like, oh, where have you been? Where have you done? Where have you worked? And who do you know? Oh yeah, you know, John, how oh, great, I know Louise. Um, and when I would hear, oh no, um, I just, you know, started, uh, I used to be a mortgage broker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I feel, you know, and um, I think, you know, unless you're super passionate and you like love what you do, otherwise, yeah, don't even start. I suppose, yeah, that's yeah. just to close what you just said. Absolutely, thanks for sharing that. Um, and we actually had a little a question here. Usually, I like the questions at the end, but hope that otherwise, uh, Caitlin, maybe she she disappears. Um, do you have any tips for someone? Hang on, it keeps going up. Thanks for your question, Caitlin. Any tips for someone starting a new coffee shop or coffee carts? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would say to like the first, one of the first things is um, that's important is location. So just having your business in a place where you feel like it's going to be attractive, either in terms of foot traffic, car traffic, you know, um, depending on where you are, like, does it have a parking lot or is it near a place where a lot of people gather? I think setting yourself up to be in the right position um, to get customers is awesome. I think keeping your costs low when you're starting is really pretty important as well. I mean, I think you want to spend, spend enough, have a big enough budget to do things right, meaning that you have, um, you know, nice equipment or decent equipment you have a good grinder you have enough money to build out a spot that people that's attractive to people or they want to be um things like that so i think thinking about just some really like practical logistical things like that are good um and then having a sustainable budget for 
for your opening and for the foreseeable future. So um, you kind of mentioned people getting into it because they think it's going to be a real big money making operation. And I think, you know, if you're first starting off, you want to plan to work shifts, you know, manage, make schedules, um, make as many of your ingredients as you can and things like that to help, help give yourself a cushion because coffee for all of us is a really habitual thing. And so, you know, attracting a new, attracting people to a new space or to a new um, coffee or a new experience can be really challenging. So you need to like give yourself some, um, some budgetary time to like grow into that. So that's kind of like a basic, um, some advice for somebody first starting. Oh, that was, that was very well, uh, well said and very, very, very good advice. I, I also, I also think that people need to be ready, uh, Caitlin, uh, or, or others listening, uh, that it's likely that at the beginning you will own your job. That's, that's likely how it is at the beginning. You own your job. Um, it's not you hire five and you stay home or you do part-time. You own your job. And uh, I also, to add to that, I think, especially with the current times and especially, well, it, it's also my industry, but I also think, especially in highly competitive areas, that a strong branding, uh, strong presence online is really key for reach out people in your inner pockets areas uh, to be able to get to know who you are. And you don't need to be uh, spammy. Uh, it's more about tell your story, who you are, make people think, hey, I, I like this story. Uh, you know, John and Andrea, uh, they're, they're a family business from Arkansas. Um, she's the 2020 you know, Barista Champion. I, I want to go there and support their business or check it out. Uh, so you kind of need to create that too. I think it's important. And, and one that I've learned on my skin is have a good relationship with everyone, your wholesale partners, your coffee roasters that you choose, uh, your customers, and just hospitality people is your, you know, two most fundamental pillars uh, of it. Without the people in the shop, there's no point having the shop. And then if you're not hospitable enough, uh, if you don't show that hospitality spirit that you talked about before, Andrea, uh, then it doesn't matter what coffee you have inside. Yeah. That's exactly what you said, yes. That's good. Um, yeah, absolutely. Good stuff, yeah. Um, this is why I like doing this, um, talking to like-minded people and people that have, you know, had similar experiences in the industry. Um, I think another big situation, which is both connected to what we just spoke about, business, but also I feel uh, going back into uh, the women in the coffee world is um, insecurities and judgment are too big, you know, are just as big as the pillars, hospitality and people. A lot of times insecurities and fear of judgment stop us from competing, uh, start a business or start this coffee journey because, oh, I'm worried that my mom, my parents don't want me to become a barista or don't want me to start a cafe because they want me to be a lawyer or whatnot. And I think you're a great person to, you know, to answer this on what, what do you think is 
is key to overcome these insecurities and judgment. Being also a mother, which you can relate to that, I suppose, connection yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. That's a tough question. I think that, I mean, depending on where you are in the world, coffee jobs are perceived as either professional jobs or as like, oh, it's a part-time job you work while you're getting a degree or something like that. So I definitely know, at least in our area, there is that that kind of question that our baristas get. Oh, what are you doing next? Like, what's your next plan? And for at least like half of our staff, their plan is coffee. And so, yeah, it can be kind of tricky to get people to, to feel like it, this is a real industry. I mean, obviously it's one of the biggest industries in the world. So it's kind of funny to be, you know, being asked that question. Um, but I think just, I mean, part of overcoming that insecurity is feeling like you have something to share and really believing in what you have to share. So, you know, if you're wanting to start a business and you feel scared to step out and like declare it and, and do it, I think like having a kind of like we talked a little bit earlier, but like having a vision of what you want to share with people, be it coffee, be it hospitality, you know, what do you want people to feel when they're interacting with your, with your concept in terms of competing? I think, um, I talk to a lot of people that are like, I would love to compete, but I never could do it. I'm too I'm scared, you know, things like that. And I think what I like to encourage people to do is to speak from your own point of view. So sometimes people watch like a WBC winner who is someone who is so amazing and has such a perfectly put together presentation and they're like wow I could never do that and I always tell them I'm like no watch them for inspiration but then speak from your own point of view and what you have to share because you're not that person and that's a good thing right like you should speak from your own point of view and then also to think about what you see on a competition stage that's like a finished product of months and months and months so you you don't just walk into a practice space and have that routine together. So just thinking about what is your voice? What do you want to share? How do you want to share it? How do you want people to feel? I think is at least a good place to start thinking about overcoming insecurities or overcoming fear in terms of, you know, judgment from other people. Absolutely. Thank you. That that's, that's exactly right. I think also that once, well, it's funny, but that routine is something that, aside from the special drinks, it's something that we do on a repetition constantly to our customers. And depending on how your cafe is set up, likely you have served coffee to four people uh, that you've made and served to them. So that's another part. And um, I've recently, I, these days I don't have too much time, but um, Rubens made me promise that I'll watch uh, something on Netflix. Um, and it's like, a documentary around uh, the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan, of course. And um, I watched the first episode last night. And, I um, did too. That's so great. <laughs> <laughs> That's like all I've been hearing about because I actually love, I love sports. We usually follow sports and, you know, there are no sports right now. And so that's all I've been hearing about since it came out. And last night, John and I were like, all right, tonight's the night. And it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's funny. Oh, man. Um, yeah, because because uh, Rubens Cardelli, he's, um, he, he plays basketball. And, um, and I asked him a question, and he referred to 
these and it's like oh you gotta watch i'm like okay um and that uh <laughs> that's funny that's really funny um with every person that's came on this show there's some small things that i'm like coffee is a big commodity but such a small world like i spoke to someone who competes with a coffee machine that was sitting in my office when i was working for this coffee roaster so it's like it's just very small things um anyway going back to my point uh, i think michael jordan said that on his first game uh, there was like you know packed stadium and he's someone asked him if he was nervous and said i got no time to be nervous like i'm just playing ball and and that's i think i, I think there's some powerful stuff in there because it's like a lot of times insecurities and judgment comes from listening a little bit too much in here um or here depending on how you function whether it's the thinking or feeling brain and um you got no time um of course be on nerves it's normal but you just gotta go with the flow and start the routine and uh and 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 you'll be surprised because some wbc winners they're nervous but then they get into flow of motion i one of my first chats was with someone that i believe that you know is with lam butler and um you know you share something with him now because you both won the usa championship um and i said to him how i watched his routine and it looked super calm like i was like dude i could have done meditation on that routine like i don't know it was super soothing like your voice and everything and he said really and i was like yeah it's like i was scared as f like it's like i was super <laughs> nervous and i was like really <laughs> so we all humans so yeah i think i think that's yeah absolutely that's funny that you watch that too can't wait to watch episode 2 tonight <laughs> um, yeah, <I> know. <laughs> um so all right so we kind of covered a lot here and i'm very glad but if i have to narrow because we don't know each other what is your uh, core passion around coffee because like you said coffee is a big world and the people who judge the coffee career are the ones that while they're asking you they're drinking a cup of coffee so it's very it's a paradox because uh, without us they would not have the cup of coffee but it's like you got teaching you got competing you got roasting you got building businesses you got family farm what's your core passion around coffee yeah my passion in my life is people so coffee is like the perfect place for that to play out because there's customers that we're serving there's my team at onyx there's producers we're buying from and so it's just like i mean i of course love coffee um but for me it's all about people and it's all about cultivating a place where people feel welcome um uh, someone i really look up to once described the team at onyx as um a place that picks up strays and i remember when they said that to me i was like what is that i mean what do you mean like that i don't like the way that sounds but as i have thought about it over time i'm like wow you're really right like our team is a bunch of people that are super talented really kind but people that needed a place to go so whether they moved to this area and they didn't know anyone and they were looking for a place to plug into community that's us uh we have people that were bankers or professional people of other kinds that needed a place to start over and that's us and 
just thinking about the way that coffee draws all kinds of people together and the community that that creates is so beautiful. And so for me, that's like what I think about. That's what I work towards. Um, and just trying to value all the people I come into contact with and leave them with some encouragement. That's my main passion. So for me, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> I, 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 I resonate super well. Like I, I even put it when, when I used to have one, but I even put that on my resume for me. People is, is, is that, yeah, I get you. Yeah, strongly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of great examples as well in terms of passion. Like, you know, we don't even need to go too far. And I don't like to name too many people, but there's, you know, there's people who, managed to reach the top spots in the world that used to be bankers or financial in the financial industry and they found a true passion because they they did they go they, they went and did what society and parents told them to do you know go and become an executive they hated the guts of it and then sipping their same coffee they started developing a taste but also like hang on i like this or whether it's coffee or cooking, you know, there's great examples. I met a lot of chefs who hated their jobs and they're like, I love going back home and I was in my Zen when I was cooking dinner for my family. So that's when I was like, when someone asked me, what's your passion? It's cooking. And I started a cooking career. Um, yeah, but people is for sure strong components. Uh, thanks for that, Andrew, Andrea. Um, hey there, Mr. Brooks asked, how did you guys start it? in coffee i watch a lot of james hoffman and he's relatively big to compare to um thanks for your question um you sort of answered that but you can give another shot because you know probably he just joined in yeah um, definitely yeah so i mean i got started in coffee working a part-time job while i was in school and i just loved it i mean i just ser was serving people all the time love the fast pace of it, love the interaction with it. And so I started managing cafes and just, oh, it's still there. Sorry. Um, okay. I realized that people is my passion and I, um, I do management and operations for our business and that's really where my skill set is. And so um, I was just had the opportunity to buy a couple of the shops that I was managing and that's how I got into business and then started Onyx a few years after that. So it's really kind of a, a progression and like a really, I mean, I really grew up in the coffee industry and learned pretty much everything I know in the cafe and managing people. And so, yeah, I mean, just being in the industry for a long time, just got, that's how we got our start. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, just cause he said, guys, for me, it was just um Standard story, I migrated from Italy to Australia. I was meant to be here just 12 months that I met uh, someone and I decided to stay. And, uh, you know, when you, when you barely speak English, uh, your place to go to is hospitality usually, but that's where obviously my people's skills and my passion for people was really shining through. And everyone was like, wow, like you're natural at it without even speaking the language. And then, you know, from the floor, moved up to the coffee machine. I had some good mentors. I think having good mentors, if you are in a city or in a position or a state where you can, there are those people out there, uh, like Andrea would be a great person to look at and say, hey, I need a mentor. I would say go for it. I think having someone who knows what they're doing um, mm -hmm. 
it, it's the best value possible. Um, a, a cost of working for free almost like, uh, you, you know, if, I don't know, uh, if you could cook shoulder to shoulder with Gordon Ramsay and you want to become a chef, you probably will do it for free or, or paying him. So I think it's super important to, to do that. And I think also answer that to Caitlin. I think that before you open a coffee shop, we both forgot this. You need to have some uh, bullets under your belt. No, what's cool? Let's go. Is a bullet on your belt? Anyway, uh, you need to have some 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 experience uh, before yeah, you even think good. about starting a shop. Uh, work for for a cafe. Start from washing dishes all the way to you know junior barista, whatever you call it in the in the states uh, to head barista. So yeah, for sure. Um, so it's it's great that you kind of stuck as well with the industry that you got started um, because it shows that there is that opportunity. And I think that coffee, it can be repetitive, but like many jobs really. Um, but the conversations always change with people. It's also an industry where things can move quite fast. Mm -hmm. Things can really happen fast and you can make them happen because one minute you're there and the second minute you win the competition or you start roasting or you win a big or medium-sized uh, wholesale account business. Yeah. Things happen fast, for yeah. sure. Uh, sorry, go on. No, it's like, uh, it's really interesting. We talk about this a lot, that coffee is like the place where all kinds of like social trends and the next things start. And so coffee is often where bigger corporations are looking for what is the next thing? Like what is, you know, what is going on? What are the next trends? And so we see a lot of that happening in our cafes, just people kind of in and out, partially because those bigger big businesses that I mentioned that are around us. But I see a lot of people getting getting opportunities to take cafes to um, to new locations, to other businesses, to other cities, things like that, because people people want that like center of culture that coffee provides. And so even though you're right, it is repetitive. There's a lot of like similar, you know, you're just making drinks over and over, but there's also like so much opportunity that happens in a cafe um, that it can be really extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think especially if you're someone behind the bar and it's something that keeps coming to the conversation with, with this show. I mean, a lot of times some baristas, and it's not their fault. They got so much focus in the cup or in the jug. Like the eye focus and attention is just on the process. They almost forget to, you know, the best the best milk spinner when I used to manage a cafe was someone who spin the milk without looking at the milk, but yeah. looking at what was happening around them. Yeah. Um, and if you got that communication skills where you can connect with people, um, even if coffee is not the industry you want to get into, you might meet the right executive, the right manager, the right person who will hook you up with uh, your next career. So I think coffee is really, it can be such a beautiful bridge. Uh, you know, those old Italian bridges on Venice, you know, that's how I picture it sometimes, where it connects continents, it connects people, farm to roasta. Uh, it connects, you know, from baristas to the coffee drinker, but also from the baristas to the people serving. Um, 
to the people drinking it. So, yeah, I can see that. I just realized that. Mm -hmm. I should write it somewhere. Anyway, um, <laughs> so um, uh, this is a tricky question in these times, but it's something that I always like to ask. Onyx, family, John, WBC, I know it's all in the inner future and present and past, I get that, but what's next on Andrea's planet or what would, like, what would you like to be next? Oh gosh, yeah, that's really tricky. I'm also very focused on tomorrow, always. And yes. so for me, like it's like hard to, to think a ton into the future, but I mean, I can answer in a couple of ways. So currently my plan is to keep our business going and by doing that, keep our team employed and paid. That's my number one thing right now. Where I mentioned hustling earlier. I mean, we are just doing all kinds of things to try to promote ourselves, um, to talk about coffee. Um, there's lots of stimulus grant things going around in the U.S. and we're applying for every single one. I'm on the phone all the time doing that stuff. So that's like the next thing for me. Um, WBC, honestly, I was preparing. I came home from the U.S. competition on February 25th. I started working on my WBC presentation that night. I didn't take any days off. I had been talking for months about the weekend after USBC being off. And I, once I won, I, we were like, nope, it's just keep. So I worked and I was practicing until the day it was declared a pandemic. And as soon as that happened, I was instantly in go mode in our business. And I haven't even, I scrapped everything I was doing. I'm gonna do something completely different. So that's about six months from now. So I'm starting to have to, and think about what, what are we gonna do? What's the, what's the word for this time in coffee? Because it's just different than it was before. And, you know, talking about processing, talking about the commodity chain. I mean, all of that stuff is both important, but also in some ways just has shifted. And that a lot of the things that, that I was thinking about discussing, I feel like are almost irrelevant at this point. And so just thinking like, what is the word? Like I get the opportunity to be the person representing the States um, at the WBC. So like, what is the, what is the thing I want to leave people with? That's the next thing on my, on my radar. Um, outside of that, it's almost summer here. And so just swimming with my girls is the other thing that's highly on my mind. So we're about a month away from it being warm enough to jump in the pond or a pool or the Creek or something. And so, yeah, keeping the business going, WDC question mark and swimming. That's what that's great. <laughs> I, I love these questions uh, because I know they're difficult, but also they, uh, you know, they highlight some some values and things that I think people they can take home with, which is, you know, take a day at a time, you know, focus about tomorrow. I think when people hear it from people who they look up to, it's also relevant because like, oh, okay, I keep stressing and planning five, 15 year plan, which is not nothing wrong with it. Then there's people like, oh, hang on, I resonate better with that. And, uh, you know, you know, you still need to enjoy your family and the things that you enjoy. It's not just about hustle. I think it's about being humble, 
we coined the term humble mode with lamb. You know, it's about being humble as well. You know, but you know, you still need to wear a card for sure. Um, saying hi to Barista Tiago because he specifically said hi to us. And then we got a question from Lance Hendrick. Um, this is a big question, and I think probably this is going to be a good question for your WBC routine in a, in a way. But how do you think the landscape of specialty coffee will look following the pandemic? And how do you envision the new? normal uh, for yeah. a for cafes to look? Well, when I come up with the answer to that, I'll uh, market it and make lots of money. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I need their question again. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think the specialty landscape is going to look much different. I think that many cafes will not be able to recover. Um, I know just from us having lots of wholesale partners, hearing from people, their landlords are still requiring them to pay rent. Um, you know, and they're just, they don't have the money to float a closed cafe for months. And so I think that our service model is going to change a ton. And I think hospitality is going to become extremely important it's always important but i think it's actually going to be more important because people will be um on bigger budgets than they were before or tighter budgets rather and so i think that going to a cafe is going to become more special at least in the states than it has been we've been having a one of the best economies that we've seen in, in decades here so people have had a lot of money to come and spend on coffee or spend on multiple coffees a day. And I think that's going to change. And I think that it's going to become even more important to make every experience very intentional, um, very special, not only producing really great coffee, but offering that hospitality and giving people a reason to come there. Um, not just a place to like get Wi-Fi or caffeine or, you know, whatever. It's going to be a place that really feels like home to them. Um, whenever it is that, that we're able to safely, um, to safely do that. So I think that cafes are going to, I think we're going to change uh, a lot. I'm also taking, trying to take heart from, from the past. Just, I personally have mourned all kinds of things during this time. Just thinking like, I'll never be able to go visit a cafe and just sit there with a group of people again. And I know that that's not true because I see all of the like things that have come before us where people were really ill, world wars, things that totally disrupted the pieces of social life that we really love. And so I do know it's going to recover at some point, but I think it's going to be a long game. And I've seen lots of companies innovating and doing all kinds of stuff to try to raise revenue during this time. And I, I think on the other side, it's going to be, um, it's going to be really important for those that, those that make it to the other side to be really intentional about what they're doing and to treat people really well. That's, that's beautiful. Like really, I, I hope that people have listened to every single word that you said, uh, very relevant for sure. Um, I, I, so it's, it's hard to, to add to that. Um, my two cents is that unfortunately, and I can only speak for Australia, obviously, look, we're going to have differentiation between countries. Some countries go hit harder than others um, and different economies around the world. I think it's going to impact everyone. Uh, what, I'm, what I see, that I think there's going to be natural selection and we go back on 
earlier topic, I think the people who were not meant to be in the industry and they just uh, taken advantage and they, you know, invested in the industry, started a cafe without experience. They were already in uh, unsafe waters because they didn't know what they were doing. I've seen a lot of people in that situation the past years, but they were always getting by. So unfortunately, we're going to see those businesses as well going down first. Mm. Um, which, look, let's look at the glass half full. Maybe they didn't love it. Maybe they were just there because they had to, and this will get them to their next chapter. So hopefully as safe as possible. And you're right. I've been telling this to a lot of people, even my family, around different topics. Uh, the human brains is developed in a way that we try to remove bad memories from our brain. So um, we kind of have assured memories, but, you know, we, we passed so many events. Uh, you know, when I was talking to my family, my family of Italy in general got hit by Chernobyl, say years back mm. you know wow. and for 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 many months and even years you couldn't drink water without boiling it or you couldn't pick up mushrooms because they keep the radiations mm. but now we've forgotten about that because we go and pick mushrooms we drink water that like things move on like time goes by and uh, you know if anything environmental issues are probably going to be you know playing a, another major impact on the longer run this pandemic yeah. Um, and look, I think that you're absolutely right. The experience. Yeah. And that's what I said. You can recall from my YouTube videos that I've uploaded from past shows. It's going to be lifting your eyes and making it about the customers and giving them a good experience and just stay strong as a community and make it about people, which you and I have just answered the next question, which was, What's the best way to save coffee? Which is, that's what we said, I think. Um, it's crazy because I think it's just, when we're under an hour, just. Um, it's, yeah, and uh, Instagram cuts it after 60 minutes. Um, I always give people the chance to stay longer, but I know that you got extremely long to-do lists probably. <laughs> but um, I want to take advantage for the last few minutes to A, thank you, feeling very grateful to having met you and had an amazing conversation. I wish that we're going to be able to do it uh, again in a, in, a, in a few weeks or months to kind of catch up again um, and see where you're at. Um, obviously wishing you, John, Onyx, and your family all the best as far as the pandemic and all following weeks to come. Yeah. Um, this is like plugging time for you. You know, is, is there anything that you want to uh, leave on the table before you know, we, we say bye, I suppose. Yeah, a couple things. Let's do it when uh, I'm in Melbourne, hopefully, for the WBC. Uh, we'll do a, we'll a catch-up. We'll share with everyone where everything's at. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just want to encourage people to stay positive. I mean, it just is such a hard, just is such a hard time right now. And, you know, I just mentioned morning being in a cafe and you so eloquently reminded us that things will move on things are going to go back to some semblance of normal it may be different but this is you know this is just a time and I want to again just encourage everyone to be kind to one another be kind to yourself share what you have you know it's 
it's a crazy time, but this, this will pass and we'll move into the next phase of coffee and the next phase of life. And, you know, um, it's going to be okay. Thank you. That's beautiful. And, uh, bloody Instagram tell me the 16 seconds. And, um, I really hope that I can meet John and yourself in person. Cause I think that you guys are amazing. So, you know, uh, thank you. And, um, uh, have an amazing evening and I'll see you soon. Thank, Thank you, Andrea.